0: Hey everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket. I wanna welcome you back to another episode of our podcast. Today, I have the privilege of hosting an amazing journalist. Her name is Alexa McHale. She is a New York-based health and wellness reporter on Fortune's Well Team, and she covers workplace wellness, mental health, aging, longevity, and many more things. She's written over 200 articles uh, over the last year, and she certainly has gotten my attention. Like, for example, a recent article she wrote, the tech exec who trashed his body for 23 years now spends $2 million a year to reverse the damage. What? Many more things like that. Uh, Alexa, so glad to have you here with us today. Uh, I'm excited that uh, we're doing this.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I love people that get deep into the work that they do. You certainly have done that with uh, your work at Fortune Well. Talk to us about what inspires your your work in in, in healthcare. So
1: Fortune Well, just for for some background, um, is a vertical at Fortune Magazine, and so we're really focused on making the intrinsic link between work and feeling good. And so the idea that right your your work life and your home life is going to improve when you are taking care of yourself and. You really understand, um, you know, ways to sort of combat burnout, stress, anxiety, those types of things, Um, and also just general health news. And so we cover everything from family and caregiving to mental health and and beyond mental health, also just psychology, brain health, um, sort of why we are operating the way we are, how to manage uncomfortable interactions in the workplace, um, and then also sort of aging well. And that's really important because the cohort of those 65 and older is continuing to increase in the coming years. So it's really important to understand what it means to work well as we age. So all of that is sort of what we focus on at Fortune. And we started a little over a year ago um, just to kind of build out this vertical for, a, you know, a traditional business magazine, which has been interesting. But for me, I think, you know, the pandemic obviously exacerbated a lot of these healthcare issues. And I'm personally really passionate about mental health care, and I think, you know, beyond just all of the the spikes in mental health across generations, it's really that loneliness has been something mm-hmm. that's just been, um, you know, so dire, I think, in, in our culture, um, just from the isolation of the pandemic and uh, the technology and, and just different ways that we talk, communicate, and work. And so I think that given that loneliness has actually been deemed a public health crisis, um, I think it's really important to address like how we can combat issues like that. And I think, you know, it sounds simple, but right, like the, the connections that we have to each other are such an important part of combating loneliness, which in turn will help us with our health outcomes, which in turn will also help us with our work outcomes. And so I think that's sort of a roundabout way of saying that I think that there's so many interesting things to touch on that can just make us um, feel better and can help us sort of live better lives.
0: It sounds like you're very much Tied to the work, uh, this loneliness epidemic that's really captured us all. Uh, there's there's opportunities for us to to think about it. It's possible to be successful and healthy, and, and and so I love that. That's where your work focuses. Can you tell us a little bit about what you believe you know makes your approach and the writing that you do different and unique?
1: I think there's a lot of space in the health and wellness arena right now. There's a lot of noise. And so I think it, it's hard, right? You want to make sure that you are giving people, um, you know, information that helps add to their sort of repertoire rather than sort of complicate things. And so I think that's sort of a fine line with a lot of these things. Um, but I think where we stand out as Fortune Fortunewell as a whole is that because we have this um, sort of backing with Fortune and sort of the business side of things i think we're really focused on that workplace wellness piece and and how can you work well feel well how can you kind of grow in an organization but also take care of yourself and i think sometimes we roll our eyes right at like work life balance but i think it's more than that i think there's 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 a way where it's not that you know you're you're establishing the perfect work life balance but you're finding ways to take care of yourself to work in a way that's productive for you you know to to find kind of how to how to manage it in the best way so I think that's sort of where um, Fortune Well stands out in that I think a lot of not just business leaders, but people across the board are really looking for ways to optimize their day. And that doesn't just mean doing more work, but that means doing, um, you know, smarter work and in a shorter time and and making time for other people and just other important relationships. Um, So I think that's kind of where we stand out. But there's a lot, you know, it's a great place to be right now in the health and wellness reporting space, but it can also be a little daunting because there's so much out there And there's um, a lot of noise right across social media that is important to give people the experts and the accurate information.
0: Definitely is a noisy, noisy space, you know, out of the, let's say, the last 200 plus articles that you've done. And folks, I keep referencing that because, I mean, Alexa's really deep into this. Uh, We'll link up her work in the show notes so you could take a read. Certainly worth uh, making part of your your daily or weekly routine. But what's been one of the things that stood out the most that you've learned or written about?
1: I think that when I started at this beat, I didn't expect to be writing as much about aging and longevity as I have been. And I think it's really interesting to see sort of the growing just interest that people have in in not just living longer, but sort of increasing their health span. And, and that's sort of the amount of years that we live disease free. And so there is this gap between lifespan and health span. So it's not right just about living really long and being sick at the very end, but about kind of just, again, optimizing your later years. And so I I didn't even really know that term, you know, before I started working here. And so I think that that's been really interesting to see. I also think one of my favorite articles I got to work on was one about a year ago about managing women, managing menopause in the workplace as they age. And it's something that, you know, just no one was talking about. And women were having this, what I described as like a crisis of confidence Um, and then some of my sources described as, because, you know, they felt like all these symptoms that are very natural are, you know, sort of telling them that they're not good enough, that they shouldn't really, you know, be, um, working in this way or that, you know, they, they obviously struggled with that. And there's a lot of mental health implications there. And so I think it was really surprising to me how many people were sort of struggling in silence, um, you know, to to put it simply. And so I think there's a lot around aging in the workplace and just aging in general that, um, I, am I, continuing to learn about, but there's so many experts in this space right now, um, that are, that are championing this. So I, I'm hopeful that there's a better conversation about it in the coming years. Um, and it's interesting, I'm, I'm, moderating a panel at, uh, the health conference in a couple weeks on this idea of aging. And, and I think, you know, one of the things I think about, right, is that it's important to live longer, but it's also important to live well longer and to also make that, um, something that is accessible for all. And I think there can be, um, a tricky conversation there.
0: I think you're onto something. I do think more people are thinking about this. Uh, I mean, personally, I was literally talking to my wife uh, two days ago and we had just finished like it took us forever to actually watch it. Um, the Blue Zones Netflix documentary. I'll tell you. So our, our theme for next year, we're already sort of we set themes every year and it's our Blue Zone. And we're talking about things we could do to to sort of, you know, bring community, uh, eat better, move and all the elements, right, that they covered in that.
1: Yeah, I actually interviewed Dan. Um, he's oh, great. cool. And I think it's an interest that I think that's also sort of exactly what I'm touching on around around aging well and longevity, because it's also this idea that a lot of the secrets, right, of the blue zone um, are things that we might not have always thought about, right? It's not just exercising and nutrition. It's this idea of finding purpose and finding people around you that. Um, you know, have the same values as you. It's this idea of like walking to a recreation center and this like idea of just kind of like having constant connection and, and purpose and sort of like ingrained just like a sense of self and community. So I think it's interesting, right? Because his whole idea is also about how do we engineer this in other areas? How to yeah. sort of create and use these lessons that were ingrained in like the atmosphere, the architecture, the culture and and bring it to other communities. So I think there's a lot there for us, especially in this country, to to think about because it's different, right? We have like sedentary jobs most of the time, um, a lot of us. And, you know, we are on our computers and we um, are alone probably a lot more than we used to be um, kind of historically. And so I think it's interesting of how can we sort of continue on our lives, but, you know, take some of these lessons to heart. Um, And I'm glad that, you know, the documentary has gotten so much traction because I think um, it's something that people knew about. But now it's like, wow, wait, this is real, right? These people are actually living longer, healthier, happier lives. And we can institute some of that.
0: Folks, I I just want to pause here and say, thank you, Alexa. And you all deserve to be healthy and well. And because you're creating movements, right? All of you guys are, are creating movements in healthcare. You're working to make our health system more effective, less costly, and you deserve to be healthy. And so I've gotten a ton of ideas from Alexa and the stuff that she reads, that I read, that she writes. So certainly I'll say it again. (laughs) Make sure you tap into the cool stuff that she's creating for us because we owe it to ourselves, to our families, to our customers to be healthy. So hardships, lessons, we oftentimes learn more from those than successes. Alexa, talk to us a little bit about uh, maybe a setback you had and a major learning that's come out of that.
1: What immediately comes to mind um, more so, you know, personally and professionally was that after I moved to New York um, and my first job in New York, I was laid off um, a little less than a year. It was uh, a mass layoff. Um. At what was going to be CNN Plus, which was just going to be a streaming service, and I think that even though right it was it was this mass layoff, and and I have kind of come to realize that it's it's still hard to not right internalize that, to not kind of think it something was maybe your fault, or to sort of like lose confidence. And so I still very much am a work in progress in that way. And so I think that, but having that experience um, and then being able to find this role at Fortune, um, I you know I feel really grateful. So I think in a lot of ways. I've kind of carried that into my work and I've been able to really be excited that I get to talk to these interesting sources and people and, and write about things that I've always cared about. Um, And so I think obviously, like, for me, this all was a blessing in disguise. uh, But I think that it's also definitely, you know, made me think and learn and and still on that progress, you know, kind of path. But I think, you know, the media world and, you know, just like a lot of other sectors is. Is hard. There's a lot of instability, uncertainty, and so I think that kind of just trying to work through that every day is um, is a challenge that I'm yeah still still
0: working on. Where did you move to New York from?
1: So I was in the Chicago area. Oh, um, cool. from Michigan, but went to school in Chicago. I worked remotely there as a fellow for the 19th, which does great reporting on sort of the intersection of um, gender, politics, health, um, kind of all Super- things.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago, okay. in Puerto Rico now. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What a what a great story, Alexa. You've rebounded. You many people should know about. So thanks for what you do, and you do it so well. Please keep doing it. Look, mm-hmm. I really love yeah. uh, our conversation. And one thing that I'm always curious about is technology trends. What have you seen? that is a digital trend or technology that we all need to be thinking about?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I think obviously we're hearing a lot about how AI is going to impact every facet of what we do in daily life. And that's um, obviously also rings true for media, what I do and health in general. Um, So I think something I'm just thinking about, right, is this intersection right between um, technology and our health. I think a lot of these longevity and aging Companies, clinics, subscription services are obviously very technologically based, um, potentially using AI. There's even right like AI virtual companions that can help seniors combat loneliness. So I'm kind of I'm just interested to learn more about the pros, the cons, the benefits, the downsides, right? If technology is going to help solve this or or help hurt it, because I think technology has also been a, a proponent in creating the loneliness epidemic. So I think that that's all super interesting to understand. But I think another thing is that I was talking to a a few people on a panel about the healthcare staffing shortage in the spring. And I think one of the main things, right, is that clinician burnout um, is is really top of mind and we we don't have enough healthcare providers. And I think a major thing, right, is just the idea that a lot of, um, you know, clinicians, providers are tasked with like a lot of administrative work. I don't know the exact stats off the top of my head, but a lot of their day, right, is dedicated to that on top of seeing patients. And so... I think, right, if we can find ways for technology to sort of mitigate some of those administrative duties to sort of streamline the process where we can have better critical, empathetic care where you're not rushing um, around. I mean, I think that could serve a great purpose. But again, I'm not the expert on this and, and our and our sources are. And so, um, yeah, it's just interesting to kind of see where that goes down the line.
0: Yeah, for sure that the AI and the use of technology, we have to make use of it. But to your point, you know, there's definitely things that we need to keep in mind that could negatively affect the way that we live, work. Uh, And so, Alexa, this has been awesome. Folks, I want to remind you that it's fortune.com slash author slash Alexa Mikael. I'll leave a, a link in the show notes. You'll be able to dive into her work there. What closing thought would you leave all of the listeners with today, Alexa, as we wrap up today?
1: that, you know, I would just say, you know, there's so much, again, like I've said, noise in this space and a lot of questions that we have around feeling well, living well, uh, doing well at work, sort of keeping our stress intact. And a lot of that can seem really daunting. And so I'm just curious, right, what everyone else is thinking, what's top of mind for them, what they haven't seen out there, questions that they have, um, as simple as, you know, how, to, how can I stop multitasking at work? I mean, it's the simple things that really over time have a long impact and an important impact. So I would just really say that for anyone out there, you know, who has questions and really wants more information, um, that's my job and my role. And so I would love to know what you're thinking about um, and, and what you want to see.
0: As I always say on our show, do not stop at listening. If something today resonated with you, take action That is the only way. And Alexa, I want to thank you for taking action and being with us today and sharing the work that you're up to. Excited to see you at Health. And for everybody that is attending Health, Alexa will be there. So check out her panel that she's leading. You won't want to miss that either. Alexa, appreciate your time and looking forward to uh, staying in touch.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
0: Yep, take care.